0: hello and welcome to volley md with your hosts mark and drew
1: how's it going today drew it's going good mark i'm excited for this podcast we've got a playoff edition for you guys today and we're going to go over some things that happened to us this week with our playoff games uh, we had one win and one loss and we just kind of want to talk about those games and discuss uh, some coaching uh, strategies and things that happened within the playoffs, um, and then also how the girls did. So you went to Lubbock, right, Mark? How did that go for you guys?
0: Yes, uh, so we had to travel to Lubbock. We we talked about in the in a previous pod, uh, our our squad we got third place in district. Um, that typically means you have to travel somewhere uh, outside of your district, which. Is a little unfortunate because you know, obviously, playing a home game or, or somewhere at home, you're going to be a little bit more well rested. I feel like, and you're going to be able to um, to to be able to get some extra practice time in. For us, we had an all day travel. It was about six hours away, so we had a charter bus, comfortable ride. You know, I think the girls were able to mentally prepare and uh, get a little bite to eat before we headed out there. But obviously, when we get there, you know, the other team didn't have to travel; they were already warming up, getting ready, mentally, mentally strong. The girls were being really loud in the gym, very energetic. So I think, you know, a little bit of that got to the girls, um, which maybe, maybe changed their mindset a little bit, but ultimately it was, you know, we, we got in there, we had a good warm um, but it was a little flat. I think the, the bus ride, maybe the girls a little tired from the trip, um, just didn't get out of it as early as i wanted so what was your experience in lubbock well when we we played there last year
1: and i know it's just it's it's hard to drive seven hours and then get off the bus and play uh we went the night before actually which helped uh but it's still it's just that that whole travel it it really makes it hard for the girls to be able to play on top of their game and uh this year is a little different for mca we were 14-0 in district And we had our first game on Tuesday night. Uh, We came out uh, and hosted that game versus having to travel, which was great. But we played Lake Country and we scouted them. And our girls, we thought they were super prepped and ready. We had some good practices. But then, oh, man, we got there and they came out nervous. Um, They played like it. Um, You know, your girls, their head game has got to be on. And a lot of the girls... A lot of the times they let stuff, they get in their head about their competition. And I I, I think that that's where the fault happened because they have to really focus on, on their game, right? You've got to take care of your side, control what you can control, and then, you know, you play your best. And I think they let our girls do that a lot of times. They let stuff get in their head and they think it's going to be too easy or they think it's going to be too hard or, you know, all those things. You know what I mean? And it's just... It's hard to control that as a coach, but you try to prep them the best you can. But what happened basically is we got out there and we started playing, and it was just very nervous play. The other team was playing really well. And so it made it more of an even game, you know? And we were, we ended up, you know, going back and forth with them. And we went to the fifth set and we ended up having a really good fifth set. And we came out strong and we ended up beating them in five. And it was just, I was, I was like, Super shocked. I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't know if we were going to win or not, but there were some things that really affected that game and how we played. And that's some of the things I wanted to talk about today. So my question back to you is like, what did you guys focus on during the game? Because I know when you're losing, it's hard, right? And, and as a coach, what do you do when you know you're not playing well, when you know, you know you're a little off and, and what can you do for the girls? What thoughts on that?
0: Well, first of all, I think you have to uh, have a team that wants it. I mean, if you have a group of girls mm-hmm. that are checked out that um, don't really care, I mean, that's gonna be really hard. Really hard to, to bring them back and, and try to uh, elevate their spirits and just get any kind of system going. Um, aside from that, I think you also have, a, have to have a strong captain. If a captain can lead a group, you, you mm-hmm. pick the right captain who's uh, energetic and who's vocal, You know you definitely have that presence on the court that can affect the girls and if they're not willing to you know get that feedback from either the coach or the the captain and they're just kind of staying in their own heads we talked about mental toughness on the last pod and you know it's definitely something that's real i think if you can't get out of your head there's no way we're we're gonna we're gonna win so you know we we had our struggles early on um you know the, the first set we you know, got down 8-0, this, this really good server, oh, lefty man. server, you know, we were getting aced off the court and and it was just, we're like, okay, this isn't happening, you know, so yeah. we call a timeout and, you know, get the girls grouped up and said, girls, we we have this, you guys, you know, we've been practicing and, you know, for our seniors, we have six seniors and, um, you know, they really wanted it. They were they were giving it their all um, in practice during the week and some of our post-game, uh, post-season uh, matches so they really wanted, they were doing really well. So after the timeout, we regrouped, got that best, they're, they're, that was their best server. We got her off the court. Um, and then we were able to regroup. We, we got back to, uh, even, and then it was just kind of a battle back and forth until she came around and served again. We oh, just couldn't yeah. get uh, her under control. And so they get in those runs. It gets in the girl's head. Um, yeah. you know, talking with a couple other coaches too, we're, we're just talking about, you know, if if you, um, uh, if you can't get regrouped and you can't, you know, uh, affect the service. If you start getting down early, your, your girls are going to get mentally struck. So, you know, if you don't have time to, to, um, uh, to reassess and, and get your girls out of that, you only have two timeouts. We had already taken one. So I think one of our girls ended up going down and tying her shoe and yeah. you know, we were able to talk to a couple of girls and, and, um, you know, we got, got her out of that again, kind of came back to even, but overall it was just. Uh, a string of mistakes, little errors here and there, and it was just something that we couldn't get out of. Lost the first set, the second two were about the same. Mm -hmm. We never got in a serve receive rut with that one player. You know, a couple points, but not as drastic as before. And the biggest thing for us is um, we just couldn't implement game strategy. Yeah, I think uh, we knew what they were doing, but the girls didn't take that strategy they were kind of trying to read a little bit too much when when all they did was kind of the same same stuff. So, um, you know, unfortunately for us, we went down to Lubbock, we lost in three and uh, that was the end for our our season. Um, some of our seniors, you know, they were that was their last game. They were a little yeah. little distraught. You know, some emotions yeah. flowed and, and you feel for them because they they gave it their all. Um, yeah. But some of some of the other girls, you know, it's a new newer squad for some of them and and they have to learn they have to step up and uh that's that's all about the game of volleyball you know so yeah uh congrats to you guys though area champs i think you guys had uh, probably not as quick win as you guys might have thought but uh you had to battle and maybe that shows the girls some some stuff yeah i think there's
1: a lot to be said for that we you know we battled through it and for a coach like i was really proud of the girls we weren't playing our best but we we've all had those games where we've had to battle through and the girls just showed tremendous resiliency to um the other team they they came back you know and they would come back on us and we would keep fighting and i think there's a lot to be said about that i think overall we were the stronger team but one of the things we saw was like we had like drop balls and things like that where the girls weren't communicating or they were looking around at each other and that was something where we're like, oh my gosh, we haven't seen this in like a month or two. Like, the, you know, we've, we've gotten past through all that, right? So it was that nervousness. A lot of the just, you know, we thought it was going to be easier. And I told the girls, I said, you guys have got to be ready to battle. You've got to be ready to fight. And that's playoffs is all about that. Um, just to highlight some of the players, like um, a couple of our outsides struggled early. Um, or both of our outsides struggled early, but they, they stepped up to the end. They started putting balls away we finally started passing a good enough for our middles, So our middles kind of got more involved as the, as the, uh, the match went along and then our right side, our setter, um, she was just on fire and I kept telling our other setter, I was like, Hey, keep setting her, keep setting her. Cause if, if she's, keep, if she's putting the ball away, just keep going to her. Right. And I think those little adjustments were made and it was just enough to give us the edge because the other team, like you said, they were, it's the team that wants it the most and I, I we try to preach that to our girls is like if you guys really want it show it with your actions you know go out there and play so hard and work together and eventually we got to that point but it took us a while and i think uh our best our best set was the last set was the fifth set so um you know i think just wrapping up this uh this topic you know i think the biggest thing is going into the next playoff round it's it's always the team that wants it the most that usually wins you know I, apples to apples most of the time the the kids that come out most fired up have the most energy they show it with their actions those are the teams that go the furthest in the playoffs so looking forward to Saturday this Saturday we play um Pantigo which is my old school and it'll be uh it'll be very interesting um it's going to be for the regional playoff and then if we win that, we go to state, which is the final four. So we'll update you guys on that uh, soon, and we'll be excited to to give that news. So our other, um, our other topic that we're going to talk about today uh, is what do we do in those huddle discussions, like before the game, during the game, after the game? And, you know, that's so important to have those those moments with your team to to get their heads right and to get them focused and have strategy and all those things so we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, mark i'm going to hand it back over to you and
0: let you kind of take it away on that so what do you think so for huddle discussions uh there's three things that come to mind the pre-game huddle discussion um you know what are you telling your team what are you having them do uh the in-game huddle discussion where you are you know, maybe taking timeouts or, you know, maybe a little discussions on the sideline. And then obviously the post-game huddle discussion. Um, I think with with the pre-game huddle discussion, you know, there's some differences between club and school where in club, you might not have a whole lot of time, right? you're, yeah. you're Sometimes you're there uh, a pretty good deal before your first match in a tournament. But then for the second tournament, uh or sorry, for the second game in that tournament, you're not having as much time to warm up. Right. You don't have as much time to maybe get food and, and all that. You're, you might be playing back to back. You know, for school, uh, unless you're in a tournament, you're usually playing one game, best of five. You have a lot of time in the beginning to maybe talk to your team and get them ready, depending on what time you show up or if you're in a home game match. So I think it's really important to uh, discuss with your girls Anything you've you've scouted, uh, just reiterate what we've scouted against the team. Um, obviously, you're watching them in warmups and 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 seeing some of that stuff that you've scouted uh, against the team. You're getting them mentally prepared, and then what I like to do is have my team get together on their own. Uh, you know, they they hear a lot from us yeah. coaches, and I think it's important for some of the leaders to uh, to shout out and, and do their best to get the girls rallied as well. Um, what are your thoughts on pregame?
1: So pregame, I think is so important. Um, I learned this lesson the hard way because I kind of always just expected my girls to just go out there and play, right? And over the years, I just, I definitely just saw the importance of how they mentally prep for those matches. Because uh, going back to just real quick as an example, my playoff game this this uh, week, we came out a little flat because I feel like our warm warmup and pregame wasn't what it should have been, what it could have been. And as a head coach for my club teams, especially, but if I'm, if I'm in control of that, you know, what I want the girls to do for the school, wherever it's at, I always now will tell the girls, I need you all to huddle up and go over, what you want this game to look like. And I say, I, I say, you need to ask yourself that question when you guys come to the huddle every game because when you start talking about we want it to look like this and we want it to look like that and and it it gets everybody focused and in the right mindset of here's my job. I've got to do this well. And I think a lot of times girls, uh, they get out there and they they expect it to go well, but they don't really go over you know, with each other, what are our expectations, right? For, and I think when you have that, you have a, a squad, a total group of girls that are ready to play. You have to be ready when you get on that court because the other team they come out strong and you're not. You're gonna go. You're gonna see that eight o deficit, and we we saw that some last year. We go down like our t- our club team last year. Their their thing would be they would go down five o, and I would have to take a timeout. And I'm like, guys, why are we doing this again? Why are we? Do-? So you know what I mean. And that's just it's it's frustrating but it shows that lack of focus and uh, even though we may have done the mental prep did you go out there and do it did you go out there and do what you said you were going to do um and i think that's super important so from a coaching standpoint on this i would definitely recommend to to coaches all over and whether it's school or club get your girls super focused um together let them have that time together too because i think if you go out there and just as a coach and tell them, Hey, huddle up. Here's what we're going to do. You know, a lot of times they'll, it'll go in one ear and out the other, you know, but if you let them talk about it, I think it's a really good thing. And I think they'll, they'll hold each other more likely to
0: hold each other accountable.
1: So, um, any thoughts on that or, um, I'm to move on to mid game huddles.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think just one more, one more thing on, on pregame, I, I think it's important to not really tell your girls, where they're going to be i think that discussion sort of have already been planned out yeah uh because i think if they go into the game knowing they're going to be this position and they're going to be starting front starting back whatever it is you know you're going to make in-game adjustments the second match uh or the third match um or set but i think the pre-game they have to know where they are so they can get mentally prepared yeah um so that's me, and I think you know if, if they've already uh, had that mindset, okay, I'm going to be here. I can kind of get mentally prepared. And I think that helps uh, a little bit, just have them understand that that mental preparedness too. But uh, yeah, great in game discussion. Um, you know, with that, I think there's also an importance of a maybe a routine warm up. Um, you know, right. I've been a part of teams. Who have not been completely together in their warmups, like they're warming up separate. I think it's very yeah. important to have the girls warm up together uh, and uh, just have that togetherness the entire, uh, the entire, entire, way. So we preach discipline a lot, don't we? Yes. <laughs> and I think you know the biggest thing
1: about that is it's the little things. Like whenever we're in a huddle, we link up. We make sure the girls' feet or are touching, or their arms are around each other. And just little things like that, you can see if a team's together or not, you know. And I think whether it's pregame, postgame, in the middle of the game, they're either together or they're not, and that is a huge thing for um, chemistry and the girls playing well together. So um,
0: let's move on to middle middle of the game.
1: So we take a timeout. Yeah. What are we talking about, Mark, in those timeouts?
0: You know, I think timeouts are invaluable Um, you know I wish we had more and I wish we had more time but uh, there's only a certain amount of time and so in school ball you get a minute uh, and you get two uh, right. And then in club you get thirty seconds, and I yeah. think that's just way too little of time. I mean, there's there's very little time to get water and then you know regroup. But I think you have to really utilize that time. And uh, Drew and I discussed too utilizing that double timeout. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. I've yeah. never done that, but I think uh, he has a story that I want to have him share with you. But yeah. the double timeout is actually a very interesting um, uh, technique or strategy. Because you can either call it right away, or you can wait till the other server is about to serve and call it again. And hopefully, if you know their their best server, which is probably what we could have done against uh, Lubbock, You know, we had their best server up, and but you know, I think we we needed those timeouts in specific uh, areas of the court. So, um, what, what what is your story on that? I wanted to kind of reiterate.
1: Well, there's there's really two two times that I've done that. I mean, and, and actually I've done it more than that, but it's I, not something I normally would do, but like there is a, a, emergency situation type scenario where like we had this happen a couple of times to us in club where if a girl gets a gets blood on their Jersey, she can't play. They, she has to come off the court. So that that one example of it is we, we got her, we got, we took a timeout, we got her off the court and we tried to get the blood out and we couldn't. So I was like, all right, that's why we always tell our girls always bring all of your jerseys keep them in your bag and so we told the girls hey i'm going to take another time out and when i take that all of you guys are going to run off change your jersey real quick and we're all going to go into our red jersey or our white jersey or whatever it was no i think we were wearing our white of course right and the girl got blood all over that jersey i mean it's just all over the place i'm like okay this isn't gonna work Y'all go change into your red jersey. In that case, if she does bleed more, it's not a big deal, right? Because it's a red jersey. So, again, that that was like a double bonus to that. But uh, she got into it. All They all changed into their red jersey, and then we got back on the court, and that's legal. As long as they are all in the same jersey, you can do that. So um, that was an emergency situation. And then the other situation was uh, the referee made a really, really bad call. And it was so obvious to the whole gym. And so – I was arguing the call and arguing, arguing, and they wouldn't overturn it. And so basically I was like, all right, I'm going to win this argument by taking a timeout. And then, so I could tell he was already frustrated. So I took a timeout just to delay everything. And I was talking to the girls about it and they came over and they're like, Oh coach, you're really, you're really fired up. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, I say we take a double timeout and just (laughs) put it back in the, the ref's face here and make him, make him a little more frustrated too. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It was like a time that I could get the girls to kind of laugh and just, you know, Let's let's just take this like light, as lighthearted as we can and not get too frustrated about it. So we're like, yeah, coach, do it, do it. I dare you take a double timeout. And so we, uh, I waited as long as possible, got the girls all back on the on the court, and then I I, I did the timeout like right to the like the face. I'm like, timeout again, and he's like, what, what? I'm like, yep, another timeout. And then I brought the girls over. We took as much time as possible over there before I let them get back on the court, and then. You know, we just we just kind of showed that ref who was boss. And, and, you know, I I wouldn't normally do that, but it was just one of those things. Like I had to tell him, like, hey, I'm not happy about this. And then at the same time, I let the girls have some fun and we laughed it off. Right. So, um, you know, if you take both timeouts, you better know that you're probably going to win that game, which we were. We were going to win that game anyway. So but uh, it is, it, you know, you could use it yeah, <laughs> if yeah, you if you
0: want to <laughs> you have fun with it sometimes. I think that's a that's a funny, funny scenario. Uh, you know, so yeah, understanding strategies of timeouts and, uh, understanding when to use them. Um, you know, like, like we were, we were down 8-0 in the first set in Lubbock and, and I think taking the timeout maybe a little earlier would have been beneficial, but we did it when we did and we ended up being able to rally back. But our communication to the girls was relax. Um, yeah. as a coach, I'm not reiterating what just happened hey, you just shanked the ball. Hey, you did this wrong. I'm reiterating, we've got to refocus. We've got to reframe the situation and understand what we came out here to do. So our feedback to them in that situation was get out there. You know, I know we drove, I know you guys are, are a little bit, you know, you're not ready yet, but we've got to, we've got to make something happen. So yeah. we know she's going to serve a little bit softer out of a timeout. You don't want to, uh, serve tough so she did she served a little bit uh, softer we were able to get it back and side out so that was a that was a good good timeout for us um and we were able to regroup but i think it's valuable not to rehash mistakes that players made and and try not to point out players if you're going to you know and you have we, we have three coaches on the bench so you know maybe taking one player off and talking to them individually just don't point them out um in front of everybody i don't think that's a a valuable strategy yeah uh, and then you know you're you're talking about rehashing what we're doing or what the other team is doing we're trying to figure out hey we've got uh, this big hitter on the outside all she does is hit line uh, you have your middle who's not going to get set so don't commit with her just anything that you guys have seen in the scout I think it's valuable to go over in a timeout just you know get the girls refocused on on what the game plan is and then go from there any other thoughts on
1: uh, yeah I, I think it a lot of it is situational, but like you were saying earlier, like, oh, man, the server was on and she served like eight balls in a row. I mean, obviously, at that point, it's like we have to take a timeout to try to either ice her or get her to serve an easier ball. And a lot of times, you know, we take that time out and then they miss their serve. Right. And then we're like, yeah, high five. Good Coach job. Coach point. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's what we we try to do. But, you know, for me, if there's this, if it's just our serve receive, that's that's hard. It is, it's tough. But you have to kind of still reiterate that you know we've got to focus on how to how to change what we're doing and stop what they're doing. Which, you know, for me, if there's an aggressive server, I'm telling the girls get it up and playable. I don't care where it is, high in the middle of the court. If it's playable, that's that's better than a low ball that's going out of bounds. It's shanked, right? So there are just some really good servers out there where you just, you got to get it up and you just got to get up and playable. And if you can get that ball in your setter's hands, now we can get a set to the pin. The pin can go in and swing and have, we can still have a chance to get out of that rotation. Um, the the team we played this week uh, at that playoff game, they had a setter that was incredible. I'm going to give a shout out to the late country setter. She was just incredible. She was, she ran a five one. She would go up, jump, dump. Hit just set beautifully, uh, but she was a great server, and so she went back and she racked off some points on us. And we told our our uh, our serve receivers just fight it off, get it up, get up and playable, and then we got out of those rotations. And so I think that's that's huge. Um, but also, you know, just going back to just what you said about strategy, really implementing what are we doing against this team? What's our focus? Uh, are we hitting line, hitting cross? Are we tipping? Are we, you know, what are we doing in our serve receive rotations? Just really try to give the girls focus because when they're already stressed, if we just go, y'all have to play better, you know, we've, we've all <laughs> wanted to say that at times or have said that at times, but that's not going to help, right? You've got to get it back to, Hey, what are we doing here? And how do we, how do we fix and how do we play better? So, yeah.
0: So just two more things on, on the timeout. I think, um, you know, strategies on taking a timeout. make sure you're taking a timeout when you can impact the game. Uh, I've seen coaches take timeouts when they're down by 10 and the other team has 23, 24, you know, I've been on the receiving end and, uh, on the same end where I've been in that situation, uh, where I've come back or (laughs) I've lost to a team so there you know that's the cinderella story i don't think it's going to happen more than one out of 50 times right yeah. but you know take a timeout when you can actually have some influence on the game um and don't you know don't wait till that that moment because i think there if you did you just you're, you've wasted your time out and i think you could, could have taken it a lot earlier yeah uh and then you know i'd love to get into a story maybe we'll have to rehash this uh on another pod but you know we had uh Uh, a win in Orlando last year with our 14s. We've discussed it on the pod. And I think um, not telling the girls they need to fire up, but firing the girls up. I think, uh, you know, we do a lot uh, really well uh, on firing the girls up a little bit and making sure that they're not in their heads. So very valuable to uh, get the girls fired up Uh, because as coaches, you can actually influence some of that. Yeah.
1: I I really think that and I know we wanted to bring this up. It was just one of those tournaments where we were already playing really well. The girls are playing, Incredible! Implementing the strategy we were giving them, so at that point it was like I, we could see the moments where they had where their their head started to go down. Then immediately I was like, "Time out! Time out! Time out!" And then we would get them get them back over, get them pumped up. We got this. Believe it. We're going to win. You're going to dig this ball. You're going to hit this ball. And there's just times when you have to do that as a coach. And I think on that last day in goal bracket, it was like 100. All of our timeouts were just pumping the girls up, getting them to believe, keeping them focused on, hey you can you can do this you can do this you know and there's other times when you got to really you know break it down break down the strategy and, and say we need to fix this so but um that was a great point <clears throat> super excited about um just uh you know this this next game coming up for our uh for our team and hopefully we're gonna be able to take take this uh win, this next win and go to state mark so
0: all right, one last thing on just post game discussion uh you know we' we have to wrap up here pretty soon, but yeah <clears throat> post game uh one thing don't say anything stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah for us, uh, I'm not gonna rehash the game and what they did wrong, uh, especially on our last game. we gave shout outs to the seniors we you know said it was a great yeah. season, which it was we made playoffs and I think it was um lessons learned for for the girls that are coming up into spots that these uh, seniors have, have vacated and uh, just overall getting them getting them rallied up don't say anything stupid don't be that that coach is just going to be like especially on a loss don't run them down they already feel bad you know what can you do better the next game um, absolutely in, in some areas and then yeah. you know maybe even give your players a chance to shout out some some team members good behavior or on court specifics so uh any any thoughts on the post game for you
1: yeah always there's takeaways from every game whether you win or you lose and those are the things you want to talk about what can we do better whether we lost that game or we won that game and you know i think the girls are thinking about how they played and i think they can play always play better no matter what but um yeah that's that's really it and um just shout out to Cormdeo. i'm sorry all season's over but um it was a good run and I'm super excited for MCA this weekend and hopefully we will get to move on and update you guys soon. Uh,
0: and just, yeah, it's a uh, volley is life, right? Mark. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely sad. The season's over. It was a fun ride. Uh, having six seniors on the squad and, and girls that I've coached for four years, it was a fun, fun ride to see them. End and, and, uh, good experience to understand where they're going on into college and maybe even playing clubs. So, uh, keeping that yep. volleyball strong, but good luck to you. Good, you know, area champs. That's awesome. And and hopefully you guys are able to beat Pantigo and, um, move on to state. That's going to be fun. Yeah. And I'm going to be really interested to see that update.
1: Absolutely. In our next discussion, we'll be talking about how we're going to stop them. So y'all tune in and, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that.
0: All right. Well, uh, be sure to visit our, our Instagram page. Uh, we'll probably get a, a another page on Twitter going up. We're gonna have some videos and some some topic points on uh, Instagram. So be sure to to follow us on Insta Bali MD. All right, guys. Signing off. Talk to you later.